Blog Talk Radio. To all my people in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go! your car, you at the house, on your job, be encouraged, boo. come on. Broadcasting live from Hollywood, California. I have missed you, missed you, missed you. I've had so many things going on, but now I'm back. I just want to say that this is the day that the Lord has made. We will be glad and rejoice in it. Today is April 21st, and in a couple of hours, I will be on an airplane going to North Carolina. The Lord has supernaturally connected me with a husband and wife uh, worship team, and um, with that, there is favor, favor, favor. God gave me favor with airline tickets that whenever I have to do ministry, he's given me favor with Alan and Renee, heart of the line of Judah Worship Center, Worship Grounds, and we're going to be celebrating Passover, and that's what we're going to be speaking about tonight, Passover. Passover. So many connotations come to mind when you hear the word Passover, but I wanted to share, and I kept asking the Lord, should I go on and talk about how I came to know a little bit about Passover, and I'm not an expert. I don't know what I have in my mix. As African Americans, we got a little bit of everything. I believe we know that we are the the we we know our Lord Yeshua, Jesus, as we in the Christian circles we call him. But we know that he was Jewish, and a lot is happening. That God is rebirthing the the love to understand about the Jewish roots and how we are grafted in. And some of us are even discovering we do have Jewish blood. So it is amazing because even my journey in learning more and more about um, the Hebraic roots, I was always wondering, well, why am I, why, Lord, are you having me not do any work on Saturday? Or you're really getting after me about spending time with you on Saturday. Why not Sunday? And, you know, I started reading the Bible and learning about the Sabbath and how the Sabbath is for the Lord and for rest. And the Sabbath can be, and and in the rest of the Lord, you also can do ministry just like Jesus did when he would heal people on the Sabbath. That's why the religious people were so outraged when he did so. He was resting in the Lord. He didn't do anything unless he saw his father do it. 
So the Lord started showing me with Sabbath. I started connecting with people who were believers, who were Jewish. Um, I've been to Israel twice. I even been there during high holidays, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. And I have been with the, a group of people that I call my North Carolina kin. And God, each time I would say, Lord, where should I go? This is getting ready to be Passover or it'll be Pentecost or Shavuot is what it's called. And he would always say, line of Judah worship grounds. And I remember he that was when he supernaturally allowed me to connect with someone who gave me airline tickets to go um, each time I have to do ministry. So I'm getting ready to leave, taking a red eye, and going to be there first thing in the morning. They've already celebrated, according to the uh, rabbinical calendar, the Passover Seder. I think it was Monday or Tuesday, but they're going to have another Seder. Because technically all the dinners during this um this time and season are called seders, like first, second, third seder. And seder just means order. So um, how I came about learning about Passover and understanding what it means is, like a lot of people, we heard the word Passover when you think about how the Lord passed over the children of Israel or anyone who applied the blood to the doorposts of their homes when they were in Egypt. And with that, let's start from the beginning, where it first started. And then I'll start talking about um, the different aspects of Passover. And I think as, I, as I'm as i talking that you're going to, you know, through the Holy Spirit is going to be showing you some things maybe in your life, like he did in mine when I would start reading the scriptures about various Jewish holidays, what we consider Jewish holidays, but really they're the feast of the Lord. And he has commanded us to con- to to make sure that, we honor those feasts, and those feasts are very important for our walk, and it's not um, us trying to, um, how can I say it, it's not like us trying to get brownie points, but basically what it is is that if we love the Lord, then we would honor the feast. It's similar to what I tell people, if if we're the bride and our husband is Jewish, and he's always said, even when he walked on the earth, that he he always went to the feast then if he's asking us, um, what bride wouldn't go with the bridegroom? So I think the the bride, the church, is now understanding and will be understanding more and more as we go through this dispensation, this age where, you know, this uh, returning of, of the Messiah, Jesus. And we're going to see how even all throughout the Bible, Jesus is always portrayed. It's been hidden. It's like that scripture, you know, if you have eyes to see, ears to hear. It's been hidden so that every time there will be no excuse, they will know that Jesus is the Messiah. And we can even see this in, even in, in the story of the Passover. So with that, let me just pray and come before our Father. Father, I just thank you for this time and season. I thank you as the listeners are listening that you are passing over, you're passing over them, not in passing over on blessings and gifts, but passing over them with your love, passing over with them with your heart, passing over with them with your provisions, passing over them in their for their protection. And Father, as just like the children of Israel passed over from Egypt 
into the wilderness and eventually their children went into the promised land. We are passing over. We're going into that promised land. And Father, you want us to understand what it means during this time. So we will take time and say thank you, Father. Thank you for passing over us. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for applying the blood of your son on the doorpost of our heart. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. All right. So if we, I'm going to be turning to Exodus chapter 12. As you know, in the story of Exodus, um, that the Lord has sent Moses to speak to Pharaoh to let his people go. And Pharaoh kept hardening his heart, hardening his heart, and wouldn't let them go. So the final straw came when he's telling them that he's going to um, bring them out, but he's going to pass um They're going to have to. They're going to have to apply the blood to the doorpost. So let's look at that. Chapter 12. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbors next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Ye shall take it out from sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts on the upper door post of the house, wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh that night, roasted with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. And he's telling them that they're not to have anything left over in the morning. And verse 14 said, And this day shall be unto you for a memorial. You shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. For seven days shall you eat unleavened bread. Even the first day you shall put away leaven out of your house. In the first day there shall be a holy convocation. And in the seventh day there shall be a holy convocation to you. So this time is not only Passover, but a feast of unleavened bread. And later in verse 12, chapter... 21. Then Moses called for the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of this house until the morning. 
for the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he seeth the blood upon the lintel, and on two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door, and will not let the destroyer to come in into your houses to smite you. And ye shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee and thy sons forever. And it shall come to pass when ye come to the land which the Lord will give you according to his promise that ye shall keep this service. And it shall come to pass when your children still say, What mean ye of this service? And you say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt, when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses, and the people bowed their head and worshipped. Oh, that is such a beautiful story, and even in the passage, it just it just speaks so much of of the Lord, how he was a spotless lamb, how the lamb had to be brought before the assembly. Remember when when the, the Lord was brought before the people and they were saying, crucify him. He was the Passover lamb. That was the time he went to Jerusalem. Let's look at that. Uh, John... 12 verse 55 and the Jews Passover was nigh at hand and many went out of the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves then sought they for Jesus and spake among themselves as, as they stood in the temple do you think he's coming to the feast is pretty much what they're asking and both the chief priests and the Pharisees had given a commandment that if any man knew where he was, he should show him that they might take him. See, Jesus was that spotless, blameless lamb. When he was in the synagogue preaching, and when they would talk to him and ask him questions, they were seeing, was there any spot in him? Was there any error in the law? Did he know what father had said to his people they couldn't find anything wrong with what he was saying so he was that sacrificial spotless spotless lamb he knew he had came to this earth to be our sacrificial lamb before the father the father knew that the only way to redeem us finally without any more blood sacrifices from from any kind of animals, any kind of lambs, was to have his own son be sacrificed, his own son's blood be placed in our lives so that the destroyer could pass over. You can't destroy this person anymore. He's bought. He has been given unto me. I heard something really beautiful last night. I was listening to Randy Chandler's show, and if any of you haven't heard him, he's a strong prophet of God, also uh, Psalmist David. And the Lord was revealing, and it was just powerful, because as you're starting digging into the scripture and really wanting to know, God, what does this mean? 
He'll show you. And what he revealed to them was this was God's blood that was shed. The final Passover was God's blood because Jesus had his DNA. And that was just so powerful because that means nothing can come against the blood. The enemy looks and says, I can't come across that. But the shadowing of that was with the Passover that the Israelites went through when they were in slavery to Egypt. I want to talk to you a little bit about what is the the Passover Seder? What's part of it? Because it, there's it's really parts that will show how our Lord takes, you just can see him all throughout. Like one of the things that they have at the Passover is, of course, a lamb, and they have an, a roasted egg. And it's kind of interesting because um, for so many years I used to celebrate Easter and then Resurrection Sunday. And, and, you know, I understand where people are coming from at different points in their life because for a long time, you know, I would say, okay, Lord, where do I, you want me to go for Easter? And he would show me. But then when he started showing me more and more of this is Passover, this is a feast, I don't get all uptight if someone doesn't understand. I just realize it's just, you know, it's it's a it's a thing where, you know, you're, you'll understand as you hear, you know, um, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when I heard about the roasted egg that they use in the Passover Seder to kind of talk about, you know, that it's a continuous um, egg is round and circle in eternity. And, of course, you know, Jesus is, is you know, an eternal, he's our eternal God. And it's through him that we get to the Father. But also it just makes you realize how man-made tradition of the Easter egg came about and how the Easter egg has to be hidden. Well, that came from the Passover Seder where you would take unleavened bread, which is matzah, and you would literally take part of that and hide it, and the children would go and find the bread. So that it just really shows you how man will take something that God wanted to be a feast and turn it into something where you get totally away from from the Lord. Um, the reason why it was unleavened bread is because they had to leave Egypt very quickly, and it symbolizes a couple things. First, the use of unleavened bread symbolizes a haste. And then in second, it symbolizes corruption and sin because any type of leaven means it'll be puffed up, pride or arrogance or greed. When Jesus went through the temple and got the money changers out of the temple, he was getting the leaven out. He was getting the leaven out. You know, as as um, I just realized that the next part of the Seder, the Cherizet, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, is a bitter herb. And this bitter herb, again, showing the bitterness of what they had went through in slavery. And not to forget, I think one of the things that my first Seder when I went to, it was so special. I thought it was so special because it really showed how you do have to, you know, train up a child in the way they 
shall go, and when they grow, they will not depart from it. But it also means train us up. Let us understand why we do what we do. Why do we believe what we believe? And in in the Seder, it's like, I understand. And then it's like even more revelatory when you have people who are now what we call completed Jewish people, still Jewish, but they know that Yeshua, Jesus, is their Messiah, and and it's just beautiful to watch how that unfolds, and you know, and God honors that, and really pays, Passover is called Pesach, and you know the other things you have there is what you call the Elijah's cup, and this is a cup of wine, and it's displayed. It is to welcome the prophet of hope again. Um, remember, he says, as the days of Elijah, so the Son of Man will return. You know, there it's a, it's so interesting because these are the days of Elijah. Elijah is the team of those who are, you know, fearless and not afraid and speak boldly for our Lord as his kingdom is going to reign and manifest itself. One of the things, um, uh, one of the books I have uh, by Perry is called Prepare for the Coming of Messiah. And one of the things he talks about, he talks about the appointed feast and how it's so important to, to keep that. And let me just read what he says about Passover. He says, um, the significance of Passover is about the preparation of the lamb sacrifice that would be provided for their protection from death and enable them to leave their state of bondage and move into freedom. Our Heavenly Father had heard the cries of the Israelites during their 400 years of bondage and slavery to the Egyptian government. Passover is to be remembered with a simple ceremony each year on the anniversary date of when God defeated the mighty world-dominant army of Pharaoh and led the chosen people of Israel to the promised land. And he also talks about that the importance of observing this set-apart spring feast each year is that in remembering of the mighty acts of God before and during the first Passover that convinced the Pharaoh to set the Israelite nation free from slavery. As a result of having all the scriptures of teaching, we know that the slaying of the Passover lamb gives a picture of the sacrifice of the Messiah that he fulfilled completely in his first coming, as it is written. The next day, John seeing Jesus coming unto him, said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Therefore purge out the old leaven, that's sin in our lives, that you may be a new lump, a new person, born of the Spirit, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed Christ, our Messiah, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. And then 1 Peter 2.21, For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. I hope that in just sharing a little bit about the Passover, it will bring you to remember that this is a time to really Realize all what the Lord has done in your life, how he has 
passed over, let the did not let the destroyer take your life, that you're here now and you're here for an appointed time and season. And during this Passover season, remember the Lord and his ultimate sacrifice. With that, I want to play a song, and it's called Yeshua, which is the Hebrew name for Jesus.
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and give you peace. Love you. Look forward to talking to you soon. Give me feedback. Write me a message. And have a blessed Passover time. To all my people in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go! Long way. That's why we love you. Come on.